Entitled kids keep throwing my traffic barricades into the street, so I coated them with pepper spray. Here's what happened. Subscribe to Am I the Jerk on YouTube and hit the bell for notifications. Let me start by saying the kids had to be in their late teens or early 20s. Two of them had tattoos. Not children, but young adults that still act like kids. I, 32-year-old female, work at a barricade company. Easiest way to describe it, I'm the one that closes down the traffic lanes and makes you late for stuff. This just happened two days ago. I had a lane closure that I needed to take off the road. I'm about halfway done when I get to a city bus stop with two guys and a girl. They asked me if I could give them a ride so they don't have to take the bus. I said, sorry guys, I can't, I'm working, and continued to take down the closure lane. The girl stood up and said, I effing hate rude, ugly C-words. I reply, congratulations, and keep doing my job. They keep yelling insults, and I ignore them. When I was finally about 300 feet away, the yelling stops, and I see the guys had gotten up and started throwing the barricades into the street into the lane that is now open for traffic to drive in. I run over and take them out of the road and explain to them that if they do it again, I'm going to call the cops. Then the girl chimed in. Go ahead, B-word. It's not our fault you're so stupid you're forgetting to take them all down. I walk away and they do it again. I called the cops. They said they'd be there ASAP. In my experience, that means about an hour. So I walk over and tell them I called the cops. I stay standing there so they can't move the barricades again. After about five minutes standing there, the boys told the girl they were going to get a drink from the Circle K the bus stop was in front of. They left, and she would not look at anything but her phone. Now, I'm annoyed. I still have more work to do, and this lane closure is still up, and it's approaching rush hour. I decided to mess with these kids. I pulled out my pepper spray and sprayed the handles of the barricades that they kept throwing in the street, and walked about 50 feet away and waited. The boys came out of the store, put their bags down, and each grabbed a barricade and threw them back in the street. But the handles were wet, so they only went on the shoulder, so I didn't have to go move them immediately. I saw they wiped their hands off on their pants, but because of the bus stop, I couldn't see everything. But about a minute later, one of the boys got up and ran into the Circle K with his hand over his eye, and the other ran in there a second later too, though nothing seemed to be bothering him. About 10 minutes later when they came out of the store, the cops were just showing up, and they both took off sprinting down the street and totally bailed on the girl. I talked to the cops and told them the boys ran off and the girl never touched a barricade, so they were good to go. The girl was crying because her jerk boyfriend left her there. Ugh, kids are the worst, right? This is definitely some angsty teen screw you lady stuff going on here. Really, these kids just need a hobby and something better to do. I'm not sure what makes them think they're entitled to a ride from some random person on the street and then get this upset when they say no. Like, come on, you're supposed to be older than this now. Stop acting like a spoiled brat. You can submit your own stories to be featured here on the channel. The story submission link is in the description below. And don't forget to subscribe. 
I got fired for stealing a 99 cent tea that I did in fact pay for. I work in the pharmacy department of one of the biggest and most well-respected employee-owned grocery stores in the world. Lunch breaks don't exist here, since we're always short-staffed and prone to rushes completely overwhelming us very easily. So lunches scarf down whenever there is a millisecond of downtime. And yes, it is on the clock. A few days ago, I saw my chance to speed walk towards the tea aisle and snag a can of Arizona so I can pay for it and get back to work with no time wasted. That's how it usually goes. Except this time, there was a long line of customers ahead of me waiting to pay. As I'm waiting, I decide to crack it open and take a sip. I pay for it and immediately go back to my department. An hour later, my department gets visited by the store manager and two assistant store managers, and they proceed to question me about the tea. I show them my receipt and tell them they can check the cameras for proof that I paid for my drink. Then they proceed to tell me that they did in fact check the cameras, and they saw me break company policy for drinking a beverage before paying for it. I was in such disbelief that I was speechless, jaw-droppingly speechless. The store manager then tells me to choose my next words very carefully, as if to imply that my career is on the line. He asked me if I'm under the influence of anything. Seriously? I tell him no. And he immediately sends me home early and tells me that I'm temporarily banned from the premises until they hear back from corporate. Four unpaid days later, I get a call from the manager and he asks me if I can come in to talk about my future. I drive an hour across town just to sit down in a room full of corporate scum and listen to them attempt to make me seem like some sort of criminal for theft of merchandise. Even though I paid for it, they fired me right then and there. A billion dollar Fortune 500 company cannot handle the theft of a 99 cent can of tea. Meanwhile, I'm 20 years old, already living out of my car while using my gym membership for simple amenities. I wasn't making a livable wage to begin with. Rent in my city keeps rising. I feel like a loser. I don't know what to do. My body hurts. I feel so alone. I hate this life. I just want to scream until my lungs liquefy. Okay, stories like this actually tick me off. Your employees are running around like chickens with their heads cut off, working so hard for you that they don't even get a chance to stop and eat. Our original poster has to find a single minute of downtime so that they can go and get something to drink. They're so thirsty that they can't wait until the end of the line to actually pay for the drink to start drinking it. The drink is paid for and then you're still going to come at them saying that they stole from you. This is one of the most disgusting things I've ever heard. What about everything that you've taken from your employee? All of their time and hard work. That all doesn't count for anything because they took a sip of their tea, what, 30 seconds before paying for it? If that's how you're operating, nobody wants to work for you. That's just bullcrap. I understand that there are rules, but there's also gray areas. And when you're not willing to acknowledge a gray area on behalf of an employee who works so hard for you, you've lost all of my respect. My crazy neighbor steals my packages and lets herself into my house. Crazy Pants was our next door neighbor who made everyone miserable by trying to tell people what to do, sticking her nose in business that had nothing to do with her, and being extremely entitled. Her adult children were equally terrible. Crazy Pants used to work in local government before she retired. This is probably where she developed her sense of entitlement from. She felt she could tell everyone what color to paint their homes and even 
even what flowers to plant. If she didn't approve, she would tell you that you couldn't do it. That's where my late mom comes in. My mom was a tenants rep, an elected volunteer person who represents people in social housing. She was one of the best and fought hard for people to have the right to live in safe, clean, and affordable social housing. Because of this, people would come to her asking if things Crazy Pants were saying about their hedges being too tall and not being able to keep chickens in the garden were true. Yeah, we had a neighbor with chickens. And my mom would always let them know that Crazy Pants was telling them a lie. Because of this, Crazy Pants felt really bitter towards my mom and hated the fact that she was so well-loved. Then, after I came back home, my mom was diagnosed with terminal cancer. She became extremely ill and was in and out of the hospital constantly for eight months. Instead of showing compassion, Crazy Pants set about telling people my mom had a drinking problem and her liver was failing. Because of this, we completely refused to talk to her ever again, and our neighbors refused to discuss my mom with her. It drove Crazy Pants, well, crazy, that she couldn't find out what was going on. Crazy Pants had to know everything. She would listen at her window if we were talking outside. She was asking neighbors about us who told her to shove off, but the biggest insult was that she would open our mail. In the UK, if you're out when the postman arrives and they can't get the mail in the letterbox, it's common for them to take it next door and leave you a slip saying so. I was receiving packages for work stuff and also ordering mobility aids so mum could get around better. A lot of the time we were at the hospital, so crazy pants would take them. We noticed when we finally got them that the tape had been taken off and replaced quite often. Crazy Pants had also gotten into the habit of trying to stop the postman and get our letters for us. This behavior carried on even after my mom had sadly passed. I have no idea why she continued. Perhaps she thought we were hiding something from her. So, in an attempt to stop her, I went to the post office website and found that I could register a safe space or a neighbor to leave mail with, and ask them to not give her our mail anymore. This drove her nuts. The postmen and women refused point blank to hand anything over to her. She no longer had access to our privacy. Then came December. During this time, there are a lot of temporary staff and this guy clearly didn't know that Crazy Pants was out of bounds. So while I was out with my dog, my dad wasn't feeling too good. So he went down to lie for a nap and slept through the knocking of the temporary postman. Crazy Pants shoots out and offers to take the package. Sure enough, he hands it over and posts a slip through the letterbox telling us where it was. Now, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking that she opened this parcel too and that was the end. Nope. She went one step further. My grumpy dad hears noise is coming from downstairs and thinks I've come home. He comes down the stairs and sees a big parcel on the table and goes to the kitchen to offer me a cup of tea. Instead of seeing me, he sees Crazy Pants going through our kitchen cupboards and clutching in her hand a couple of bills from our drawer. What the heck are you doing? Oh, hello. I brought around your parcel. Why are you in my kitchen? Oh, I just thought since it's December that the parcel might be an important present for original poster. It was something for the dog. I know you all wanted to know. I thought you might need it quickly, so I checked your front door and then your back, and the back door was unlocked, so better to have it indoors in case it rains. And then you decided to make a snack and amuse yourself by reading my water bill. What the heck are you doing, lady? Crazy Pants drops everything and suddenly starts behaving confused. Oh, where am I? This isn't my kitchen. I don't know where I am. And the Oscar for Best Actress. My granddad is fuming with the rage of a thousand sons and grabs the walk and screams, Get 
out. Crazy Pants runs for it, and my granddad calls me, telling me to get my butt back home. After calming him down and convincing him not to go kick her door down, I contacted the police, who were not helpful at all. Crazy Pants basically gives them the confused old lady routine, telling them she mistook our house for hers, and that was that. She got another caution, and I started locking the doors, even when someone was home. I'd love to say she stayed away from then on, but years later, in another incident, she received a letter. She'd been reported for antisocial behavior by someone and decided it was us. I found her in our garden with a screwdriver. She pulled her confused act and I walked her back to her house. Our neighbor Gina's kid then informed us that she saw Crazy Pants using it on the back door like a little crappy crowbar. I could post forever about Crazy Pants, but I think I'll leave it at this because it's so surreal for me sharing this amount of crazy. I hope everyone out there who has to deal with idiotic and selfish human beings know that you're amazing people who deserve good things and maybe even a puppy without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running everything would suddenly stop hospitals factories schools and power plants they all depend on you no matter the weather emergency or time of day you're the ones who get it done at granger we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Now, this may just be coming from me living in a big city my entire life, but yeah, always lock your doors, even if there's someone home. It takes two seconds to do, and you know what? It means everyone is safer. It's just that extra little bit of reassurance that crazy pants next door isn't going to randomly try and come into your house with a screwdriver. Seriously, though, there is something wrong with this lady. She's clearly not thinking straight. It really sucks that she's chosen to target you guys, but hey, here you are. Honestly, if I were you, I would just get real with her. Tell her to cut the amnesia crap and that you know what she's doing. To stop messing around or you'll deal with her whatever way you have to. At the end of the day, she's a little old lady. Go do your little old lady things and just leave me the heck alone. My parents want me to chip in for my spoiled sister when they gave her everything and always ignored me. My parents adored my older sister, Elle. I was the oops baby they had later in life. Growing up, I was well aware that my older sister was the star of the show. I wasn't abused, just ignored. For example, my sister had a huge party every year, and the one year I wanted one, my 16th birthday, my parents let her take over, and it ended up being all about her. I always felt second best. When it came time for college, my folks told me I was on my own, because Elle switched majors, so they had to spend more money on her degree. It was up to me to figure it out. Luckily, I had the grades. I applied for grants and scholarships and left two days after high school graduation. I've been low contact since. Through hard work, counseling, and good friends, I'm pretty happy with the person I am today. I own my own home, my retirement plan is sound, so I enjoy spoiling myself. 
nice car, vacations with friends, things like that. I often post our adventures on social media. This is important. After seven years of not speaking, cards at Christmas only, my mom reached out and invited me to Thanksgiving. I went more out of courtesy than hopes of reconciliation, but I had an open mind. When I arrived, Elle was there. That degree never happened. She's currently posting stuff on TikTok waiting to become a viral star. In the meantime, she's living at home. After dinner, my mom mentioned that she started following me on Facebook and saw what a nice life I had. Elle made the comment that it must be nice to have money to throw away and ignore your familial responsibilities. My mom jumped on board with this nonsense, stating that since I was doing so well, I should be helping out, especially since she and dad are close to retirement age. The house needs work and Elle could use a little help because family helps family. I should start pitching in to ease the burden. Here's where I might be the jerk. I told mom that she and dad bet on the wrong horse and that I don't owe her, him, or my delusional sibling anything. I left and blocked them. Am I the jerk for not even considering helping out since I have a healthy amount of disposable income? Am I the jerk further for thinking the invite was nothing more than the opening salvo to get money? No, I'm sorry. Your income is your income. You get to decide what you want to do with it. If they'd been a loving and supportive family for all your life, you would be wanting to help them out. That's not the case here. They've made their bed, now they have to lie in it. Like you said, they bet on the wrong horse. And they put all their eggs in one basket. You have no reason to feel bad for feeling slighted by everything that's happened. They don't seem to feel bad about it, so why should you? Jerk at the airport tries to charge me 50 extra euros for my luggage because it's 50 grams overweight. So when I travel by plane, which happens about two to three times per year, I'm usually quite conscious about the weight of my luggage because of how much you have to pay if it exceeds the limit. This time, I put a bit more stuff in because of gifts, but I thought it was fine. I pass the police and get to the check-in, where a woman in her late 30s or early 40s that reminded me of my old history teacher indicated me to proceed. I give I give my passport, do the usual stuff, and I put my luggage on the scale, which shows 23.05 kilograms, the limit being 23. I was quite pleased with myself while looking at it, thinking I got it just right, but no. The woman tells me I need to pay 50 euros for excess baggage. I look at her confused, telling her it's 50 grams. Surely it doesn't matter. She repeats herself and we start arguing until she says, either you pay the 50 euros or you somehow make the luggage 50 grams lighter. I didn't have a carry-on, so I couldn't take anything with me. At that point, I remember the 200 grams of chocolate that are sitting in the luggage, and I start smiling. I open the luggage, take the chocolate out, and start nibbling at it with a grin on my face while looking at the woman, who goes from Pikachu face to annoyed. She tells me to hurry up, even though I was the only one in line. So I offered her some and she just stared at me. I ended up eating exactly one quarter of the 200 grams, and lo and behold, the scale showed an even 23 kilograms. The jerk gives me my ticket while glaring at me and I tell her to have a good day. 
Come on, lady. You don't have anything better to do than make people's lives miserable. She clearly just wanted to give you a hard time since she wasn't happy when you found a way around it. But you did good. You kept your cool, you even messed with her a little bit, and that's how it's gotta go. You gotta show these people just how ridiculous they're being. Sometimes when you kinda poke fun at them like this along the way, they realize how petty they actually were. Whatever, she's clearly a miserable person. Let her go be miserable wherever she wants as long as you don't have to deal with her. My new entitled bride thinks I'm just going to pay for her and her friend's $700 dinner. I, 24-year-old male, and my wife, 24-year-old female, are newlywed couples. My wife has four friends who she's been really close with since high school. For a celebration, my wife decided to go to an expensive steakhouse. The day comes and we go in separate cars there. We all eat and at the end, my wife slides me the bill and it's over $700 and proceeds to say, the man should always pay for the wife and her friends. I laugh awkwardly saying, why? She says, because I'm the man. I told her that the only people I'd be paying for were her and me. Her friends proceed to laugh at me, calling me a broke husband. I stand up and put down two $100 bills for me and my wife's food and leave. My wife gets home and starts screaming at me, saying I made her feel embarrassed, how she promised her friends I'd pay, and that her friends made fun of her on the ride home for marrying a man who can't pay the bill. I decided to pack a bag and head to my friend's house. I told my parents and friends and they say I should have just paid it. Now I'm having second thoughts if I overreacted. Am I the jerk? Honestly, it's stories like this that just make me laugh. How are you going to sit there and make fun of him when apparently you guys weren't willing to pick up the tab on your own anyway? If having money is such a point of pride for you, shouldn't you be happy to pay for your own meal? And just dropping it on your husband at the last second is not the way to go. At least give him a heads up that that's the intention. That way, he can just flat out tell you you're crazy ahead of time. I'm sorry, I'll pay when I offer to, but don't sit there and expect Expect me to pay for your friends. That attitude is going to make sure that I never go anywhere with you again. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. Put the playlist on in the background to finish listening to all the stories, linked at the top of the description. And if you like Am I the Jerk, give Am I the Genius a shot, linked in the description as well. Either way, thanks a lot for watching, and we'll see you guys next time.